Hello and welcome back to Tiki Taka Masala podcast. I'm here, Pareen Vara, again with Kieran and Viren. Hello. Hello, you all right? Yeah, but once again, for the sixth season in a row, Man City get the easy draw. Uh, what do you reckon? Easy tie again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was inevitable. You saw City, first name out of the heart, you were like, right. So the warm balls, it must be uh, Dortmund and Porto then. And then obviously he's, he's gone 50-50, he's gone Dortmund. Warm balls. balls. You know, oh my you know God. You know Man City. You know Shake Mansell. I do, I do, little, I do. I didn't little mention money in the wafers pocket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, Dortmund, Dortmund, yeah, yeah, I guess so. One of, one of the three easier ties, but I wouldn't call any of those teams easy. Oh, okay. Uh, you want to go about, about the easy ties or do you want to go about uh, City Dortmund? I just talk, just give, give me a, give me a thought. Holland, you... Sancho. Yeah, yeah, let me know when you want to talk about the easy draw and we'll, we'll go on to yours in a second, but... Talking about easy draw, yeah. Real yeah. Madrid, yeah, yeah. How many times they won it? Yeah, but come on, mate. Who've they got really? Madrid, who've they got now? If you're scared of Madrid, bloody hell, yeah. Bear in mind that Real Madrid won the league last year, right? They're starting 11, yeah. They're starting 11 ages, like average age, yeah. about like 52. Yeah, but are you telling me you would you would rather play Real Madrid you than are. Dortmund? Yes. Yeah, I tell you, Tony you Cruz. Tony Cruz. Tony Cruz has still got it. Tony Cruz has still got it. Apart from that, that Rose, midfield is Modric. Modric is still a good player. They've got Vin- Vinicius. Benzema's back. Tony Cruz. Tony Cruz played like he always has. Modric looks. He looks a bit off it. But okay, what about Benzema scoring goals left, left right, centre? Uh, Benzema goals. Yeah, Benzema's so goals. Then Hal, the top top centre back. Courtois and goals. Still a top yeah, again, goal he was. He looked. He looked a bit off. And then it you look all, at you uh, look at Dortmund's team. Berkey, Hummels. Okay, decent, but. Who they got in midfield? Emery Chan, and they've got Haaland. And Emery Sancho. Chan. Yeah. Okay. They've got a good squad, but this isn't. A, we're not comparing Real Madrid and Dortmund <laughs> squad because there is no comparison. Given uh, City's record record at this stage in the competition, yeah. obviously this squad that you've got here going on the twenty-one uh, game of beaten streak is it's a different animal this season. So comparing them to the previous seasons is not not irrelevant, but it's not like in the past three seasons you haven't been good. You've won two league titles and like all the domestic cups in the world, right? So you've been a good team. Do you think that uh, City are just going to breeze past Dortmund here like they've breezed past everyone else in the competition? Or do you think that this could be a harder test than it looks like on paper? Yeah, look, I think we should. We, we do have enough in the tank to beat Dortmund. We should. We should We should beat them. But they've got Haaland, Sancho. You know, they've got the most potent striker in the uh, in the Champions League, in my opinion, with with that boy up front. Sancho feeding him. They're on a good run in the CL in the way that they've won games. But it should be, as I said before, a city formality going home, going away and beating Dortmund. I don't think they're, uh, you know, there is... I don't think they're, you know, they're not on the same page as a PSG or a Bayern. Um, I think they're obviously clearly better than Liverpool, but I think we should still beat them. I would prefer to play Liverpool um, or Porto than, than Dortmund, put it that way. You're just absolutely obsessed with Liverpool, honestly. I literally just said. Absolutely obsessed. Every single sentence what? has to have Liverpool in it. See, that like comeback was so quick. It's like you've all the comebacks written down on your wall or something. <laughs> have, you, have you literally taken it? Yeah. That have was you, immediate, that, re- that reply was immediate. Yeah, they struggled against Sevilla in the last 16. Um, and obviously, if you're going to struggle against Sevilla and then your next opponent is Man City, you... It is going to be a tough test. Yeah, I know. For them. I know. I, 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 Obviously, they've got I do think we should beat them, but I, I just think it's 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 one of those games where that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Porto or, or Liverpool, Dortmund, the type of team that are unpredictable right now for me, uh, especially mm. with Haaland up front. But then I would say with, last with Porto, 
or um, or Liverpool. I think we we'd play them in a good moment, and we'd uh, and we'd go ahead and beat them. But look, we beggars can't be choosers. You know, we were going for our first Champions League uh, league title. If you're gonna go ahead and win it, you've got to beat the best. So uh, for your first semi final. Yeah, look, I'm, I've, I've said this in previous podcasts, so that doesn't bother me, as long as we improve season upon season. Man City, this year, it's an easy tie. It's one of those where it would have been interesting. Last year, it would have been a really interesting tie to watch this because of the frailties of Man City's defence. Like, you think now they fix their defensive problems, you think this is pretty pretty much formality now. It should be a formality. Dortmund have got Haaland and Sancho, which worry me. Um, Haaland's probably the most informed player in the Champions League, but City should run away with it. First game at home, Avoid that away goal, that critical away goal, and who knows when we go when we go to their place. Uh, I think th- what we've just mentioned the, uh, for PSG Bayern having busy, um, busy schedules, fighting for the for the league. We should be the complete opposite, right? Look, but yeah, exactly. if you if United win, um, their game in hand, it's only ten points uh, with uh, with ten games to well with nine games to go, which doesn't sound like a lot, but a bad run of games and a flurry could uh, could land us in a mess. But we should be dealing with these guys. We could be watching uh, Haaland and uh, hopefully he comes to City next season if I, if I get my way. Will not but, come to City. Yeah, no no chance. No chance. You know, think. What do you, where do you think he's going? Huh? Yeah, if where I speak, I'm in big trouble. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. If you I know what? I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. You can't see anything but a City win. No, it is just again. a It just seems like a formality. I think it, uh, it, you, if, if Sancho comes back on fire from his injury, I think, you know, maybe he can try and turn the tide and he links up well with Haaland. But yeah, overall, I think this is the biggest formality of them all, more, more so than Porto Chelsea. Chelsea. That's going to be that's gonna be a really interesting game, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see like Porto because I think their, their main, um, you know, their main strength, it seemed, was just defending in numbers against Juventus especially. And, Against someone like Chelsea, who want a lot of the ball, it sort of goes hand in hand. They would, you know, they're going to play in the same way as they did against Juventus. And obviously Juventus, you know, they have an aging Cristiano Ronaldo, but he's still a man for the big occasions. And I don't think they have a bad team as such. I think Chelsea will, it's not an easy tie. It won't be an easy tie. I know it says Chelsea, you know, they're probably the favourites for that side, to be fair. You know, right now you'd back Chelsea to get through against um Porto and then maybe back themselves against Real Madrid or Liverpool in the semi-final but you know it depends how the form is coming up to there yeah yeah and you know what again it might suit them going away against Porto uh, in the first leg mm. getting that away goal two-way goal and we've we've seen the defensive uh, the defensive record in the past few games how well they've actually just defended a lead and over two legs that's only you know a benefit to them with with a defensive record yeah, I don't think they've had many, you know, they've got a few strikers, but then I'm not sure in terms of, they're not good, they're not like strikers that are young and up and coming or scoring a ton of goals, you know, that, you know, Porto, I don't think they score that many goals, to be fair, in general, they they, they defend quite well. Obviously, Pepe, I think Pepe's going to be that key figure, I think, in terms of how he organises back four in the game, in both legs yeah. as well, and I, th- I don't know, yeah. I feel like he can, he can, might be the swinging point in terms of how well they defend. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. And, you know, if you think about Pepe playing at the back and the way Porto play in their league, could it suit Chelsea in their game with playing, you know, Werner? And we've already seen in the, in the previous, like, Werner, Havertz and uh, and Ziyech, you know, a bit of pace, even Callum Hudson-Odoi coming in there, just because of the way Porto play. And it, I guess it shows the maturity in, in how Tuchel and 
even Frank Lampard previously actually signed these players. Yeah, they now have options, and depending on who they who they're up against, you know, they've they've got those options. Yeah, I think you're right because I think in the Juventus game, Chiesa had a lot of luck down the sort of in between the fullback and the centre back. So I think if yeah. Werner Werner's prime, that's where Werner's really good in between the fullback and the centre back. And if he can get in those gaps, and I think Porto they showed that you can get at them there. That you know Werner can you know especially in the Champions League he can really make a name for himself and really kickstart his uh, Chelsea career going into next season so, as well. It's such a good point. I, you know, does does this kind of suit Werner's play as well in the Champions League? Because teams actually come and play, try and play against Chelsea, don't they? You know, they don't just. Well, uh, I think as time goes on, or, I think yeah. as time goes on, I think people won't want to play against Chelsea. I think the only way will be how are we going to hit them on the counter now? Because they're starting to look a really formidable side with mm. the ball now against anyone. You'd say you back them against anyone. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But that that side looking incredibly interesting again. Chelsea going away first leg. Porto coming back to uh, to Stamford Bridge on the on the end end leg. I think that's the thirteenth of April. That second leg as well. Mm. On the, the form, on the flips, go on. The forms are funny. I was just going to say the forms are fun, a funny thing because right now we're saying Chelsea. You know, they've got a, they've got a fairly all right route to the final here. They they could do it, but you know they've got um, they've got a, they've got a cup game. They've got Sheffield United. If they lost that somehow, some somehow, you know that's football, 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 football. But then if they lose that and then they lose another game. And they're going to play Porto away. Yeah. Not, the confidence won't be there in, in a couple of weeks' time, and it's it's a funny thing debating it now, but you never know, innit? Mm. When it comes to two, three weeks' time. Yeah, and is there a when, Plus when's the squad the, uh, might be different yeah, as well? When's exactly. the champion? When's the uh, when's the international break? Is it after this? After yeah. Monday? Right, okay, so you, you could, I know there's talk of players going on uh, going on the international break and also not coming back, not actually going on and coming back if they do have COVID. You know this. This next round of fixtures could potentially be without some uh, some players in these squads, but you know we've talked about this before. That international break and which players go and which players don't is going to be so important because if they do come back to the UK, they've got a quarantine, and if they yeah. know that if they if they go back to their their countries or or wherever they're from and they do catch COVID, it could be, could be an even longer period out, which is just you know it's a massive feat against some of these teams. Yeah, you don't want to be losing your key players. It's you know something that's it seemed avoidable at the time. You know, not, just not sending them into national duty. Yeah. But it is you know it's a good it is a very good point. Like it's it's very you know it's very plausible still, even though the cases are going down. It's very plausible that plausible that um you know there still be a few COVID cases in in between countries, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think e- e- even if even if I mean I'm sure Chelsea will, will win at the weekend, and then they've got the Premier League game after the international break, and then Porto, but. I can't. I, I. don't know any. Listen, Porto are a good team, but I don't think they. I, okay, they didn't get lucky against Juventus. You know, they played well. They played well over the two legs, but it's another one of those um, stories in the Champions League, and I, I don't think they'll they'll have enough to get through a, a second time against another big big opponent. Yeah, I yeah. don't think so. I don't. Think so. They always just yeah, seem to be in that last day. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. They're, they're always around that, around that side of the, uh, around that side of the, the table. If you flip onto the side of the tree now, you know, this is probably the biggest game of the, uh, of the, of the pick. Right, you've got Bayern Munich against PSG. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the one that everyone was calling for in the final. I think you know the the Bayern Munich current current holders, but also you know, on the other side of that, you've got the PSG new manager Pochettino, in environment Mbappe, Neymar to come in. Uh, and event, um, avenge what what happened uh, last year. This is a big, big tie. Uh, what are your thoughts? 
Well, it's one of those games I'm really looking forward to. I even uh, messaged one of my mates just after the draw and said that I think that this, if this ties after the 12th of April, that hopefully due to lockdown restrictions, we'll be able to meet up and you know have a drink and watch the game because it, it does look like the best tie there. And as you said before, it's, it's the repeat of last year's Champions League final. It's two top teams. It's two of the best teams in the world going at each other. So to have it in the quarterfinals and one of them's going to be out. Um, pretty early doors and you know it, it opens up avenues for especially the teams on the other side of the other side of the draw Liverpool, Real Madrid, Chelsea and Porto you'd you'd probably even say that they're, they're three of the four the weakest teams um, and you, you've got Bayern, Man City and PSG all on the other side P, PSG or Bayern are going to be out in the in the quarters and then you've got probably Man City against Bayern or PSG again so then another one's going to be knocked out before they get to the final so you look at a, a situation where if someone, if, if a team like uh, Port, uh, Chelsea or Liverpool or Real Madrid, I think they're probably the most likely to get to the final. They 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 have to wait until the final to play one of the big boys. Yeah, and yeah. It's, they're not going to be playing them in in the quarters. If, so, if we actually this game, you know, Liverpool, right? So you've got Bayern Munich and PSG. Where is this match going to be won? What is the key matchup? You know, player versus player. In this game, where is that match going to be won or lost? Depending which way you look at it. Honestly, I think it's going to be in the midfield. <laughs> Players like Kimmich, Muller, Goretzka, I think they're just going to be way too strong for players like, you know, Verratti, Parades. Um, we don't know who, who's going to start and who's going to play because of injuries. And, you know, we've got a long time since then because of the international break and obviously COVID and things like that. But it, I think that midfield battle is going to be really key. And then, you've, and then obviously, you've got the, the, the superstars, the Lewandowski's, Neymar's and, and Mbappe's that... Could it could be a one-one going in eighty-fifth minute and bang, they just produce a brilliant sum in the game. So, I I think that midfield battle is going to be key. Mm. But you know, any of these superstars yeah. that are on show, I mean, there's multiple. It's not just just the three players that I mentioned. There's multiple, but th- those those three players um, could really turn it up in this game. Viren, what about you? Because you know, you, we've already mentioned Mbappe here. Bayern Munich's defence isn't renowned for its pace, apart from Davis, you know, at left-back. Lots of covering pace there, but against Mbappe, do you think that's where the game's going to be won, or do you think it's elsewhere on the pitch? I think it's going to... I, think, I completely agree with what Pete said in the midfield. I think it's a huge battle there, because I think it's the likes of Verratti Paredes. Um, Marquinhos steps into that. I don't think he is these days, though. I think the defensive, the defensive and the attacking teams are very... The defence and the attack of both teams are similar I guess you know t- tactically I guess Bayern are a bit better with their manager but PSG will get PSG are going to get there but I think with you know on paper here you're looking at Goretzka Kimmich versus Verratti's Paredes is and it just seems a bit of a mismatch at the moment like, I do rate Paredes and Verratti Paredes more so but I just think if if those two can turn up then they have got that supply line to Mbappe to Neymar coming back from injury to Di Maria yeah. I think you know. Yeah. I think that's a big part of where the game can be won or lost in the midfield. If the two yeah. so-called underdogs for PSG want to show up in the midfield, and don't yeah. forget big boy Andy Herrera. That's a good, good point. It, look, if you if you just reverse a bit and uh, and zoom out, if you look at the their actual league tables in the respective divisions, you've got Bayern Munich, who you know are three points ahead of, of Leipzig, and you look at Ligue 1, PSG are second uh, only only to Lille. At previous occasions when these two have met each other. They've been home and dry. They've been able to rest players. They've been able to not turn off the gas in in the in the home fixtures. Sorry, in their in their home division fixtures. But right now, 
you know, they're That's going really hell for leather, all, all fronts. This is something that the Champions League tie this time is something where they are playing games in between. It's not in the final. Uh, so they, they might not have, you know, enough rest in between. They're going to have much focus on other games. Do you feel like that could be a factor? I, I was looking at a PSG team the other day and I'm, I don't think it was that... There wasn't many in there. Like the likes of Draxler were coming in. There was a few changes made in this PSG team. The, t- the team that lost a couple of weeks ago to uh, Nantes, I think. As in, yeah, Nantes. Nantes. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, they lost... Come on, come on, say it a third time, why don't you on our podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, they lost, to, uh, they lost 2-1 to Nantes. So yeah. I don't think there was, you know, there was a bit, there was a few bit part players in there. I think I do remember Drax, the likes of Drax to start in, and I think they still do it. I think you still they, they, do. They just, they just, just underestimate to... teams naturally. I think they they just seem to have, a, especially in that midfield. You mentioned Draxler, you know, Idrissa Gay and Herrera. They just seem to be just that that one tier below players like even direct comparison in the game, uh, Muller. Kimmich and Goretzka, who are some of the best midfielders in the world. And then you look on the other side, if they play with players like Parades, um, Herrera, Gay, uh, Draxler, they're, they're just the subpar to, to their counterparts on the pitch. And I think that's where that, that's where Bayern are going to shine. I can see Bayern getting through here uh, again. Another yeah. victory against PSG. What it's more think, the consistency with be, those players, I think. It's more the consistency. It's just more the consistency what? with those players. We saw like a couple of them in Gay and Herrera um uh, Everton and United in the Prem. And I think yeah. with Herrera, he's just not, he's not a here nor there sort of player. He's just sort of that midfielder that can, he's going to get back, he's just going to run all the time. And he doesn't have a specific quality that I can say. Just a ball. Yeah, he's a I can't say that. Let me tell you, when, when this guy turned up at the Etihad, my heart sank. Honestly, I hated him with such a passion. Honestly, <laughs> no, despise yeah, he, the guy. Does He does play for the badge. Wherever he goes, he does seem to play for the badge, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I think with Idrissa Gay as well, Idrissa Gay just sort of, sorry, yeah, just to finish on that, Idrissa Gay as well, he just sort of was, he started started off really well at Everton and he just, he was different where he wasn't, he didn't have the same work rate as Herrera almost. It's just sort of, he'll run around the pitch all the time trying to tackle at one point and it will just not, he just won't be there sometimes. He just just won't be there sometimes. Yeah. He's missing occasionally. Yeah, but I think like I think Are you both going for buying that. Okay. I think it's clear that Sorry, uh, you know Porto and Porto, Bayern Munich and Paris and Germain are the are the pick of the bunch out of the four. But if you look on, if you just flip back to the other side of the ch- uh, of the um, of the tree, you've got Madrid versus Liverpool. Pre, what's the uh, what's head said like with these guys? What's history? We've obviously got the Salah and Ramos. Madrid, the history. Yeah, I've oh, not got it in front of me, but off the off the top of my head, Ramos snapped Salah's arm in the Champions League final and. We lost that in 2018. Uh, before that, 2014, uh, group stages, Ronaldo oh, hit the most inc- insane half volley from the edge of the box and beat Mignolet. And then Mignolet. we played them in, in, in I, think, I think it was 2010 in the, it was one of the knockout stages and we beat them 1-0. It was either 1-0 at home and 4-0 at the Bernabeu, right. but... 1-0 at the Bernabeu and 4-0 at home sounds more realistic. But it was 5-0 on aggregate. We smashed it. Would yeah. 4-0 at the um, Bernabeu, surely. No, I, 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 I don't know. No, I think it was 1-0 at the Bernabeu and 4-0 yeah, at yeah. Anfield. Well, you know what? That's, record, uh, bad record. Yeah, you know, that's, that is decent, obviously, in, in the big games as well. You seem to smash them. But if we go back to the uh, to the most recent time that you've played them, you know, there's a bit of needle there with Salon Ramos. Uh, and the, the actual Madrid team... 
it looks completely different. It seems to me with uh, with you know they've still got that core of, of we've discussed before, Cruz, Modric, and, and Ramos. They've bought in Courtois since I I think you last played them um, up front. They they've still got Benzema. The core's still there, but they've added a, a few a few players along the time. Lost Ronaldo, of course. If you look at these head to head, Kareem, what are your thoughts on the on on the outcomes? I'm going to look at it from an objective point of view and mm. just look at the look at the two teams. Hopefully, Henderson is back. And if Henderson is back, and we have Henderson and Fabinho in the midfield, I think we have a much better chance. Uh, as well as Kabak and Phillips, hopefully being um, bedded in a little bit more. Like it's, it is three weeks until we play Arsenal, or no, two week two weeks from now until we play Arsenal on the fourth of April. So it's a lot, a long time, long time. You know, if Real Madrid squad, it isn't the same squad that beat us in the Champions League final. No Bale, no Ronaldo, two massive names. Benzema, yes, still back. Most of them are still there. In terms of, obviously, they've lost their actual better players, but I think most of them are actually still there. Carvajal, Ramos, and Marcelo are still there. Obviously, they play Mendy these days. And that midfield three is just constant. And I only see Cruz. Mendy wasn't there before, it was Marcelo. I only see Cruz as like the midfielder that I've watched in this Atlanta tie recently. I think only Cruz is really the one that's still got it. Modric can pick a pass. Casemiro just looks a bit off it to me. He's good at, he's better at bombing on, I think, than most people. <laughs> then when they have 10 men, he was he got into some good attacking position. But against you I lot, he's never going to do that. He's never going to get into those especially their Especially their attacking, attacking quartet or, or three is not the same as, as Ronaldo, Benzema and Bale. Yes, Benzema still banging goals this season, but he's not the same player that he used to no, be. No. Um, Hazard is a, a shadow of the player that he was at Chelsea. Vinicius is growing. Vinicius played very well. Um, and yep. Rodrigo's growing. And they, you know, they've got Isco, Vasquez, and Asensio as the kind of Spanish um, influence as well. But you know, if if you look at it on paper, our front three are better. But we have to look at it from this season. And this season, we've been pretty poor. In the Champions League, we've been pretty good, but in the league, we've been pretty pretty awful since the turn of the year. So this could go either way, but I think that we'll have enough to beat Real Madrid. Yeah. Like if I'm being honest, yeah. if you look at the if you look at the attitude of of your management team there, and obviously the the Prem, I think it's fair to say uh, the Champions League spots are, are a way off. You can still do it, but you know I think they're I think they're a way off. Do you feel yeah. like Klopp's going to going to be pushing for for the for the Champions League? Um, and put all of his eggs in one basket and go in half leather, or do you still think he's going to try and achieve some form of European football next year by balancing them both out? What do you think, Gary? Yeah, I think he's, you know, it seems like it's going to have to be all eggs in one basket. In I fact, think. sorry, let me let, let, let me change the question. Instead of you, you asking, sorry, instead of me asking what do you uh, what do you think he's going to do, what would you do? If you were Klopp. Yeah, if you were Klopp, are you, are you going for the CL and going, going to the final with now you've got that clear route? Of who you got to play, or are you just pushing the uh, pushing the prem for Europe? Klopp. I think this is one of those like if, if I was Klopp, but then more recently knowing what Klopp here, who Klopp is, he'll want to he'll just want to win all these games. That's the sort of manager he is. But yeah. he does have this tendency. On the other hand, I say he does have that mentality. But the tendencies he has is to prioritise certain things, and that is what he's done down the years, even last year. Mm-hmm. So it is quite interesting. It'll be quite yeah, interesting I mean, to see what he does in the Premier League. He did the same with the. Uh... The fixture at Fulham, he played a weaker side, knowing that we had Leipzig uh, three or four days later. Yeah, which is uh, I think I think he prioritised then, and I've, like it, it's kind of now a case of we're not going to get top four, um, because even if we were, I think we're sixth at the moment. With we're not too far off in terms of points, but um, the two teams below us have a game in hand. 
So it's, it's more of a case of there's too many teams in between us and fourth to even like, like have an opportunity to get there. So our only route into the Champions League next season is the Champions League. And I was just thinking, I know this is going to sound sound strange because obviously you want to win trophies. Winning trophies is the only thing that really matters for top clubs, right? But getting to getting to the Champions League final, which I think we can do, I don't know about winning it because the teams on the other side of the draw are really strong. Mm. Getting to the Champions League final after a, after a really horrific Premier League run, I, I, from an entertainment point of view and me watching it and being a Liverpool fan, I would like us to get as far as we can and I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy watching us get into the Champions League final. Yes, I'd like to win it, but if we can get to a Champions League final uh, this year... I wouldn't be happy with that. I'm not saying that, oh, that's all I want. The Champions League final is like a deem for success. It's not at all. It's not a trophy at all. But I, I, from a point of view of this year, we're what, like sixth in the league? We're not, yeah, winning, when you, anything. We're not yeah, winning anything. Exactly. It's pretty yeah, decent yeah. for a team that has got no centre-backs and we're doing awful since the turn of the year. Do you know what I mean? It's a, bit, it's a, it's yeah. a good recovery. Well, you've got centre-backs, just not, you know, you sign a couple more, not your main centre-backs. But I, yeah. I get your point. And you want to be as successful as possible. And I think, you know, with Liverpool in a final... As an as an emotional occasion that that will be possible, you know, possible to have fans in the stadium at that point in Istanbul. We could, you know, we could see. Uh, I won't say a full stadium. We could see some fans in there, and on a single game occasion for Liverpool, I think it only favours you guys. So I think you're right. Getting there will be a big feat. But once you're there, you know, who actually wants to lose that game? Um, but I think, you know, you've, you've got to get past Madrid, and then you've you've got to get past uh, Chelsea or Porto, of course. I think this is lined um, up to be a really high quality, a really high quality last eight. I think because obviously Bar City, everyone else has priorities, and this is not normally the case because you've got teams like Bayern, PSG, Real Madrid, you know Porto. Even at times they've they're about 20, 30 points clearer, and then you know they can they're resting players. And then what, what what you said earlier, KP, like they've got an, they've got a fully fit squad going into these games. Oh, Whereas yeah, they will they, they're going to have their, part, they're going to have their problems in Like you've got Dortmund are off it, Porto. I think Sporting Lisbon are clear at the top of the league. Uh, Bayern, um, I don't think they're that clear. Well, they're not. They're not that clear at the top. No, of no, league. they're not. It's three points. It's three points. It's nothing really. They're normally you know, twenty thirty points clear at this point. Yeah. PSG, PSG are nowhere near it. Real Madrid are nowhere near it. And Liverpool, Chelsea, of course, aren't nowhere near it either. They've got priorities in the. Well, they've got to prioritise top four, or maybe Chelsea, but yeah. you know Liverpool as well. They're not really got much to aim for either. So. It could be a really well contested Champions League, and it will be more of a realistic one with the likes of Bayern, PSG, Real Madrid. They could have injuries. They're gonna, they might pick up injuries because these players are playing more weeks than they should yeah, be at this point yeah. in the season. You know, we'll we'll touch on the, the English clubs at the end because I want you to go through what the possibilities are in yeah. terms of how this could look for the Premier League as well. If you know, if uh, an English club does win it, but you know, we, we all avoided each other. It seems in, in this round, which is good uh, by all. I mean, minus Man United because they aren't in the Champions League. On the, on the, uh, they have got the Granada, If we're looking at it from an English point of view, uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City all go through. Liverpool, Chelsea in the uh, in the semi. If we get Chelsea in the semi finals, that could be tasty. We know we've had them a few times in the semi finals yeah. and quarter finals. Penalty shoot out one. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. The ghost goal, Luis Garcia, two thousand five. If we get to the, nice. if if we get to the, if we get through to the semis and then the finals, what are the uh, what are the possible outcomes for? Um, the Premier League, right? Because we could effectively have, well, really, we could have six teams that qualify, qualify, quote unquote, for the Champions League because you guys could win it. An English team could win it here and obviously the top four. Yeah, Liverpool so go ahead and win it and, and finish in the top four. So, what, what are the options and how does it work? 
So essentially, if Liverpool were to win the Euro- the Champions League and Arsenal won the Europa League, say, and didn't get top four of those two clubs, then we'd have a top four in the Premier League plus Liverpool and Arsenal, who go f- who have won it, who who get who get through to the Champions League by, by winning their respective trophies. So what happens there is the fourth place team will drop out, which will most likely be. I don't know, it could be a Chelsea or a Leicester. It, it could be Leicester, maybe, oh, if they finish fourth. That's you know. cruel if it's Leicester. Yeah, it would be very cruel. If it, if it happened like that and we let... Well, it would have been us, realistically. It would have been let, us that's let Arsenal win it, if we're honest. Right, OK. I, I so, think the because... worst-case scenario, the, the fourth-place team in the Premier League would be dropping out, right? Yeah. Of the, of the Champions League. Oh, yeah. that'd be cruel. And if it's... Cruel. That is cruel really and cool. Leicester if it's Leicester. I mean, it is, it, it is a... a, a a long way away if Arsenal can win the Europa League and we can win the Champions League. You know, they're two, they're two very... Um, yeah, long, massive long shot. Yeah, yeah long shot, yeah. really. But oh, I think overall, I'm I'm just hoping for a, a City versus Liverpool final, just in terms of uh, what occasion that will be. You know, for us, uh, we'll probably probably meet up if, it, if, if uh, restrictions are lifted, probably meet up, have a few drinks and enjoy the occasion and try, and try not to... Uh, of both of you. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not losing on Yeah, so City, if we win the league, if we win the League Cup, if we win the FA Cup, and we get to the final against Liverpool, and the chance to win the uh, the quadruple, Viren, who are you supporting in that game? <laughs> You've got to back oh, Liverpool in that game. This is the logic I use. If obviously, if I'm with, if I was with Kieran, I'd want them. I, I don't want to pick. So I want to carry on the same. So I'm a choice between two women, two guys that nick your wife. Like, that's literally what it is. That is literally what Gary Neville said. And I'd be under the bed. Yeah, we ain't on Sky Sports. Someone's got a gun to your head. Which one you choosing? Oh, in the terms of you lot, I've already got these other three trophies. Yeah. Oh, Liv- it's got if someone put a gun to me at Liverpool. I cannot add I cannot have oh. a dream from getting one. Got someone in my corner at least. Right, right. Fair enough. Well we've we've both got to get there. Can't we've have both it. got to get there. We're not oh, gonna oh. we're not gonna we're not looking like doing that anytime soon. Yeah. All right. Well, one one more question. You know, we've had the, we've had the draw, Viren, right? So if you could place United in any of these games, where would you place them? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Anywhere? So you, what do you mean? So you take in terms of placing? What do you mean in terms of placing that team? So say, uh, you know, say you wanted to play, if you yeah. want to play Bayern because you're feeling extremely confident, you take out Paris and put United there. But you also know that you probably play. Okay, so in terms United. of competition, take out Porto, win it. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no, no. If you could swap position with any team. Realistically, no, no. Realistically. Oh, so so we'd have the easiest tie. Yeah, you take swap out position with Chelsea because then we'd have Porto. Then, in terms of the competition, in terms of the competition, we're neutral. I'd put Manchester United instead of Porto because in the eight right, teams okay, overall, yeah, that's very saying, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porto, Real Madrid are probably like the two uh, the two teams I'd want. So right now, looking at it, like, Porto and Real Madrid seem like are, uh, are a easier game than 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 Dortmund. I do, I do to some extent. I just think it's, I'm taking into account like Liverpool on the, yeah, on Champions exactly. League nights. Also, you have got to remember that. I, when I when I say they're gonna when they're gonna breeze through Real Madrid, just I watch you know I watched them again. They're just so lethargic. It's just not the team that I've, we've seen down the years with Real Madrid. I think and Dortmund is. I'd say Dortmund and Real Madrid are sort of on par. Maybe no, I disagree there. Obviously, Dortmund don't have the quality. I think Dortmund don't have the quality, but they've got the they've got that. Oh, fair enough. They've got the cold artist striker in um cold blooded striker in Haaland and Benzema respectively. But 
they, you know, it's that it's those sand, the players around them. There's not much attacking creativity around them. I don't know what's happened. Dan star man, Isco, as well. Like he was a star man. Apart from Ronaldo, he was what made them tick. And I just don't know. Obviously, he must have got a look in when Zidane came back, but he's just completely fallen out of selection. I don't think they have many of those creative players. Vinicius looks yeah, all right. Vinicius and Rodrigo. I've, I just don't, I wouldn't really have anyone. Hazard's Hazard's injured in and out, and I've not seen much of any. I don't really seen. I've not really seen much of anyone else to be honest. I. With with Dortmund, you've got the likes of, you've got the likes of maybe you know you've got the experience, say of Royce, of um, of Reyna, of Sancho, you know you've got the you've got some sort of backing talent to play for for your striker to yeah, go yeah, off of, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the creative, yeah, yeah well, think, the creativity fair, factor. Instead of just playing, you're playing Casemiro, <laughs> Modric, Cruz, and you know that's yeah. either way, centre mid. This is such a good draw for the English team. This is such a good draw for for the next round for the neutral viewer like you know Viren. I'm so interested to see what happens next. Don't yeah. you guys? Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you, you're yeah, right there. Am, yeah, definitely. If you I look think... at um, the strongest teams and the weakest teams in the in the, in the Champions League, if you take out the three English teams, you're looking at Dortmund, Porto, and Real Madrid as the three weakest teams, and then PSG and Bayern are just gone clear, right? So. I think I think it is your spot on there. Uh, absolutely bang on draw for the English teams to get the the so called three three weakest teams on paper, um, and avoid each other as well. United, I think, if they don't win the Europa League, looking at the teams in there still left, other than Arsenal and maybe Ajax, you could say. I think United should should go in and win win the Europa League pretty comfortably. They're second in the Premier League, so it's not like they're a bad team. People banter them, we banter them all the time, but. They're not a bad team, and I think they really should go on and absolutely destroy that competition. Yeah, I think we're a much better team. I think we're a much better team now. Like there was, I think Gary Neville put it perfectly. Is like there's no one in that team that I liked probably about eighteen months ago or so. But you know, you're starting to like and more people, and you're starting to see a bit more from the team now. But like, yeah, I think we we do obviously get a lot of news and that, but that comes you know as part and parcel of it all being United, being involved with United. But I think with a team like. You got it's just like it's like this of like you know the Zagrebs, the, the the Slavia Prague, you know going it was the the factor of going away to them with the big you know the big following they've got in their stadiums. That's not easy. I'd rather go to I'd rather play in a Champions League game. I'll be honest. Crowd won at Fenerbahce those couple of years ago, right? Crowd the crowd beat us, right? We and we beat Fenerbahce at home like three, four, five nil. I don't think yeah. to be fair. I don't think anyone really cares about the uh, Europa League. Like, I no. genuinely, I do yeah, not. I, I, I'm sorry to say, that. if it's United, it has to. Yeah, it will literally have to be United Arsenal. Friends. The, the, the only, you know, the only people I care about the journey. That's about it. Yeah, I literally, I literally never watch. I never watch. I watched them. Um, what was it Arsenal Chelsea like a few years ago? But that's again, that's because it was all English. Definitely the sort of competition that you watch if you're in it, but if you're not, you don't care. Uh, thanks again to Kieran and Jerome for being here. Episode three is live. You can go and listen to that. And if you enjoyed uh, today's podcast, please follow it and share it all over your social media. Um, thanks again and hope to see you in the next podcast.